Welcome to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, the podcast for high achievers who want to stay sharp, focused, and full of energy despite their diagnosis. With your host, National Board Certified Functional Medicine Health Coach, Julie Michelson, where Julie helps you take your power back from autoimmunity. And now here's your host, Julie Michelson. Welcome back to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast. I'm your host, Julie Michelson, and today we are joined by Divya Dahman, Sjogren's Thriver and National Board Certified Functional and Holistic Health Coach. Today we're talking about the body's ability to heal from Sjogren's as it can any autoimmune condition. Our conversation explores the connection between stress and autoimmunity, and Divya shares her approach to helping clients reverse their symptoms. Divya, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Julie. So, so nice to be here and talk about autoimmunia. As you know, you and I have the same mission. We need to keep these conversations going so that people know that they have options. Mm-hmm. That's but great. Yeah. How did you get to be a Sjogren's health coach and an autoimmune expert. Tell me a little bit about your journey of what brought you to this. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think most of us who come to this point where we start talking about and, you know, becoming autoimmune experts is really from our own experience. So my work also kind of stems from my own experience. So the story goes like this. Uh, Almost about nine years ago, I was diagnosed with this autoimmune disorder, which is called Sjogren's syndrome. Not many people still know about it and can't pronounce it, of course. So it is characterized with dry eyes, dry mouth, uh, joint pains, fatigue. And of course, there's a lot of intertwining of other autoimmune disorders with it. So I've, I've rarely seen people with, you know, just one autoimmune disorder, because if, if, if you have one autoimmune disorder, the probability of you getting some other autoimmune disorder sort of, you know, increases by 80%. That's just how it is. So. These are the typical symptoms of Sjogren's syndrome. I was diagnosed with, with these symptoms yeah, about nine years ago. For me, the, the main challenges were at that time was very bad joint pains and stiffness in the body. So even the muscles were stiff at that point. And I was completely debilitated. I could not move, um, could not sit down, could not stand up. If I've, you know, closed my fist, I can't open it up. And if I've, I have my fist open, I can't close it. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying this so that I can give some idea of what the stiffness was like for me. So I was completely debilitated and I was going from doctors to doctors, of course, because I was not able to find a doctor who could give me a diagnosis. I I had all kinds of scary diagnoses in the beginning, of course, which are not true. Like, you know, you might have some kind of cancer. This could be ankylizing spondylitis. This could be, you know, something else. And I was scared to death by many doctors, unfortunately. Um, who did not know how to diagnose me. But then I did find finally a rheumatologist who was able to diagnose me and uh, using blood test and uh, Sjogren's antibodies. And I was found positive for it. And I, and that was kind of a moment when I was like, oh, finally we found out what it is. But then when I asked my doctor, okay, now what? So now what's the treatment plan? Because I was all, I was all excited. And I was like, okay, now I've got a path to healing. And now, you know, I can finally get back to normal from here on. But the answer that I got was was something more depressing than the disorder itself. 
which was like you can only manage your symptoms and you know we can you can we can help you manage your symptoms through your life but this is how your unfortunately life is going to be like and i was like i was looking at the doctor for like a few seconds and i was like heck no i don't want this life you know and then so that is when i really started doing my own research and finding out what really is going on with me first of all and then what i need to do in order to get better without you know the drugs of course so i was initially put on you know the medications the initial medications which is the steroids and the plaquenil and all that but with the with with the research that i did with the lifestyle changes that i made with all the different things that i did within a year i was off medication and i had no symptoms so i was still you know seropositive so right. but i had absolutely no symptom and the doctor said you know what you don't even need to come to me you're fine now <laughs> so so that's where my story starts and that's where i started seeing the theme sort of rep- repeating itself all the time so i i was meeting friends i was meeting strangers who were like we have autoimmune disease but we have been told that we cannot heal ourselves and that kind of just sort of triggered this thing in me that if i could you know come to this stage where i don't have any problem in my body right now then i can help people you know because people need to know that there's a way and that there is there is this light at the end of the path even even if they're told there's no cure we can still we are still able to heal our bodies yes amen so, so that's, yeah <laughs> so yeah that's my story <laughs> amazing amazing and you had a history of of autoimmunity in your family as well correct yes that is true yes so my mom mom has chronic rheumatoid arthritis but she's also a huge inspiration for me because she she was at that point in her life when i was like in my ninth grade so i was pretty young where her because of the rheumatoid arthritis her fingers started deforming and all these patients with rheumatoid arthritis when they start getting these deformations in their fingers or their joints they're told that this cannot be reversed but guess what my mom used ayurvedic medication to finally get better Yes, look at you, right? So yeah. so that's what happened to my mom. She she is a chronic rheumatoid arthritis patient. She some sometimes even today gets some pains, but she's able to manage it so well with the help of ayurvedic medication and lifestyle changes and all those stuff that, you know, her her deformed finger came back to normal. So that was a huge miracle in front of me as a nine as as a ninth grader. Amazing. Yeah. So you knew. <laughs> yeah, you... yeah. So that is what happened when I got Sjogren's and when I when the doctor said there's no cure, that is when this light bulb, you know, emerged in, into my in, in my brain and it was like, no, wait, if my mom could have done this, I can then do this too. So and then my grandmother she of course did not have any autoimmune like the autoimmune we know she had heart, you know heart health issues which are also sort of autoimmune if we really look into it now but she was my healing goddess because she had a healing remedy for everything and every it always always worked and it was always natural so yeah so this is sort of my background it's <laughs> amazing amazing yeah thank so- you I we want to talk today about one of my favorite topics and I know we both agree that it's it's even though I I think it's pretty known that it mm-hmm. it really does help drive autoimmunity even a lot of functional medicine doctors and a lot of people just don't really address mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. or they'll say the word and tell the tell the patient or the client you know lower your stress. So I want to talk about this connection between stress and autoimmunity. 
Hundred percent. Yes, stress is such a huge driver of so many disorders in the body, including autoimmunity. And the reason being because when the stress is high, of course, the this hormone called cortisol, which is produced by our adrenals, is 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 really high in our body, and we are always in the fight and flight mode, uh, which is the sympathetic nervous system mode in which any other function in the body is not a priority for it. So definitely, then what happens? The first thing that happens is the digestion that goes for a toss. And when that happens, we have imbalanced microbiomes and then a lot of endotoxins entering the body. And then all of this sort of drives us to get into autoimmunity because these endotoxins, the, the main one out of which is the, is the lipopolysaccharide, that really is a toxin that the body cannot handle with. And then it starts attacking the body itself in an attempt to remove this endotoxin. And there are many other molecules that, you know, mimic a foreign body and that the body starts attacking. So stress really drives all of that. Stress also can cause symptoms of, you know, histamine intolerance because a lot of cortisol means a lot of histamine in the body. And so there's a lot of interrelationship between stress and the physiological functions that happen, which are, of course, imbalanced. So definitely stress is something that we need to address and find ways to really manage the stress better because we're always going to have stress in the kind of life we are living until we start going to, you know, if, if you, someone decides I'm going to go live in a, in, in the Himalayas and, and, you know, disconnect with the world and all that. And that's the only time when we won't have stress. But considering that we all want to live this life as we have it, we are going to have stress. And so managing the stress is so, so important because stress indirectly is a driver of autoimmunity, 100%. And there is, and there's so many studies that show that also nowadays so it's not something just that is assumed that is it's like scientifically proven now right right absolutely yeah. so back to my comment that then people yeah. okay you know once we accept okay we all have stress and stress is connected definitely to health and absolutely to autoimmunity uh -huh. What do people do what do you do you know because that's where I see even the doctors that are saying oh you know you know, you need to manage your stress and then people don't know how, right? Or where do, where do right. they start? So if somebody's listening and they're like, okay, I know that's me. And whether I, I felt, I hear this all the time too. I'm not stressed. Yeah. So, and then they tell me about their life and I'm like, well, now I'm stressed. So <laughs> I love that you pointed out, you know, you don't have to feel stressed out, right? If we're on this planet, we have chronic stress. Yeah. Um, so, but, but, what do you do, you know, how do you support people in reducing their stress or what is a step people can take or where do they start? Yeah, from? yeah, definitely. So that is one thing I was going to say. Most people don't even feel that they are under stress. Yeah, it's right? true. So, it's just so that their normal the, state. Right. That's the normal state. That's how they're functioning and they think they're functioning fine. And so they feel that there's no stress at all. So if there's no stress, then how do we manage it, right? <laughs> so the right. first step is really to recognize that you have stress. So, so small things like, you know, for example, if, if, there's, if this is not normal for you, that you go and grab a lot of carbs when you're not really hungry, but in between meals, you go and grab a lot of carbs. You have a habit of getting, you know, maybe muffins, maybe a lot of coffee. All these things are signs of stress in the body. And our body has a way of communicating this so that we kind of reach out for these things that the body will get some relief, temporary relief from the stress with. So so like sugar or caffeine, all these things give us like that temporary relief from the stress. Of course, they're not good in the long run. 
So if you are if if you're doing those things, you are stressed. Your body is stressed. So you know, recognizing that that is so important. Okay. So step one, recognizing, noticing. Right. Yeah. The right away when you, I, I hear all the time, you know. I think people think that managing stress means that they're mm-hmm. supposed to try to eliminate the yeah. stress in their life. And I, I do have people do an inventory. Often we right. keep stressors that we don't have to, you know, yeah. just because we're not thinking about it. But there are plenty of stressors day yeah. to day that we can't eliminate. So so what do you I, when you work with your clients and what do you have people do? Yeah, so stress can be of so many forms for the body. For example, when you are reaching out for sugar and caffeine, there is some nutritional deficiencies in, in your body that your body is trying to fill in for. So in that case, of course, be conscious of the fact that you're reaching out for such foods which are not serving you and then reach out for foods which are actually going to give you some nutrition, which means that get go for some nuts which have some good fat and minerals in it, along with some cheese so that, you know, your glycemic index doesn't go up. So Kind of just, and that's just a small example, but really eating more nutrition dense food instead of reaching out for sugar and cough, caffeine and other things which are not good for the body. And so, first of all, you know, giving the nutrition to the body. So, that's addressing the nutritional stress that is happening in our bodies. As far as the mental stress is concerned, the, the one of the most effective ways that I've found to release stress is, you know, time. In every one and a half, two hours, just, time, you know, put it in your Apple Watch or whatever watch you use that, you know, an alarm to sit down and just be with yourself and breathe deep breathing for like, you know, just like 10 counts, 15 counts to begin with. That itself, you know, gives the body the sign that, you know, everything is fine and I don't have to be worried because, you know, the breath is a very important thing that it, and it's very, very overlooked. So if you look at, a, if, if we really pay attention to it right now, your listeners, I will tell them to look, pay attention to their breath. How are they breathing? Most often than not, most of us are breathing very shallow. So we're never taking deep breaths, right? And that shallow breathing is really a signal to the mind from the body that there is some sort of stress or some, some sort of threat for us around us. But when we uh, sort of just be with ourselves and calm down our mind and not think about anything for for a few you know count of like 10 or 15 i'm not asking for, for like a you know one hour or something that's and that's not doable if you haven't done it ever so just be with yourself and breathe and do some deep breathing and do some belly breathing so how the belly breathing works is you sit up straight put one hand put your right hand right palm on your tummy and the other hand the left hand on your chest and so when you breathe in, make sure that your stomach, your tummy is coming out. So that is when you really fill up your lungs. And then when you breathe out, your tummy or your stomach should go in. So you're actually stimulating the diaphragm to expand fully and then contract fully. And then the lungs will have filled up much more than we do it normally. And that's a sign for the body, this, these breaths that we take are a sign for the body and the mind that everything is fine around us. There's nothing to worry. And it can instantly bring you into the parasympathetic nervous system mode, which will really help mitigate the stress to some extent. Thank you so much for walking us through that as well. Yeah, I am a, a big fan of breath work. It, yeah, it, it is true that we can 
signal our body, you know, through environment. We can signal through breath, you know. Right. So uh, even if your head is busy when you start taking those deep breaths, you can at least touch into the parasympathetic state. Yeah. I feel yeah, like it's so a really easy way. Yeah. Yeah. So many people have, you know, just lived only in the sympathetic state day in and day out that it becomes, you know, it's like I say, like working a muscle, you know, you yeah. just need to practice. So yeah. that, that is amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad. That, and I'm, I hope that this helps the listeners too. Yeah. And this is one thing they can do even if they're listening while they drive. Yeah. They can breathe. 100%. And yeah, and you don't need to really sit in a quiet place. You can absolutely do it when you're driving. And if you're on a Zoom meeting, of course, if no one is seeing you. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, I mean, yeah. we're breathing. Nobody can yeah. tell, you know. Yeah. So that's that's perfect. Great. When it's one of yeah. my favorite tools. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, yeah. It is so important and all, almost always overlooked. In fact, if someone wants to go deeper into, you know, first of all, those people who want to go deeper into breathing and something, this is something that really chimes with them, then they can find out more pranayams, which are there on the YouTube which are different techniques of breathing and that also bring the two lobes of brain in balance. So there are many on internet. You can really just explore and find out. I'm not going to go deeper into that. right Well, now. and it is true. We're so, we, you know, we have access to so many resources now. Yeah, we absolutely live in a great times, of course. I'm just curious. I often think of, you mentioned, you know, often when there's one autoimmune diagnosis, if there's not more than one, there soon will be if you don't make changes. And so I, I so often will see Sjogren's as a secondary or even tertiary diagnosis. But that, that's, your, that's your initial diagnosis. And, and I, I know that this is your specialty. As you mentioned, it's still, I think, kind of an, an under-discussed autoimmune condition. So how, how do people work with you and what does that, what does that look like? What's the, I, I guess also like, what's the benefit? Like why, what's the difference between working with you or just picking up a book? Yeah. I mean, picking up a book is fine because, you know, it's, it's good too. But then of course you will implement that, those steps in, in probably like a year or maybe like two years or three years, depends on how effective you are in kind of implementing all those things. And then with, when you work with me, when clients work with me, what they find is that within like four weeks, they start seeing the difference in their health. They, they do not have dry eyes or they do not have dry eyes that they used to have and they come to me. The joint pains, they also get a lot of relief from that. They, in fact, there's a spiritual comp- component to the health coaching that I also do. And when I say spiritual, it means spiritual, not religious, just to be clear, which means that we, also work on finding the deeper connection between the universe, between God, between that higher power in ourselves. And that connection is missing these days. And that is also the cause of a lot of disorders and diseases happening inside of us. So we really work on the mindset. Uh, when, we, when I work with my clients, I work on the mindset. We work on the nutrition because that is also a huge stress factor for the body, right? So we work on the nutrition with them. We work on the stress management with them. We also give them tools like natural supplements and natural relief from how to get natural relief from dryness of eyes and mouth and nose and of course joint pains as well and fatigue also so all of that together within four four weeks is a huge 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 thing to be able to achieve and to get start getting relief from the Sjogren's and the dryness and the joint pains and all of those symptoms 
and and start feeling that you have some control over, over your body and your and your disorder as well which which otherwise all of the clients that come to me are like i've been told there's no cure so how how do you claim you can do it but the fact is we can do it i love that it's yeah. it's so i say my my, my approach to healing when I first started my my healing journey was like throwing spaghetti at the wall. I, I would listen to a podcast, try right. something, read a book, try, you know, and it mm-hmm. obviously over time it, it worked, but it took years, which is why right. I think having coaches to, to pull it all together is. Yeah. Can help yeah. It's, it's really to fast track. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. But yeah, that's really to fast track your healing journey because you will get there. But then how fast you want to get there is is what you really want to think about. Yeah, that's, I love that. That's where the coaches come in, of course. I love that. And and so currently, are you working one-on-one? You have programs? What What is? Yeah, I'm currently working one-on-one because that is the way I can really give complete attention to my clients. And, uh, and that's where also everything becomes personalized and customized for them so that, you know, because everyone, every person with children is different. Um, and so one, if I make one program for everyone, that is not going to work. So it's, it's customized, it's personalized and it's one-on-one, of course. Not that I love, love it. And, and I know yeah. we touched on in the beginning and you just mentioned the dry eyes again. For people listening that, you know, either don't have a diagnosis or, or, you know, and they're wondering, wow, I wonder, you know, if, if Sjogren's fits my box as well. Is, is it, does it, is there an order to the symptoms? Is it, you know, or is it that kind of, if they're experiencing the dry eye, dry mouth, along with other, what I think of as autoimmune symptoms, kind of pain, fatigue, that that's when they should wonder? Yeah. So I, I, on a daily basis, I talk to so many women who reach out to me and they're like, I have the dry eyes. I have the dry mouth. It's been like 10 years now, but I don't have the diagnosis. So I, what I really want to want your listeners to think about is what do they really care about? Do, do they care about the diagnosis or do, do, they, do they care about their own health and healing? Because if there are those symptoms, it definitely means something is going on in the body and it is right. brewing inside of you. So you might get the diagnosis like 10 years from now, because that is how this the nature of diagnosis is. You might get it like one year from now. But then if you keep waiting, it w- and it is a systemic disorder, autoimmune, most of the autoimmune disorders are systemic. So Sjogren's definitely is. So do you want that to happen in your body or do you want the body to start healing, start going towards to the, to the direction that you want it to rather than it going to the other direction and then getting into the, you know, the whole healing process and then doing your research and doing that, doing all that. Because you know, it's painful. It's painful to have an autoimmune disorder. It's painful to have Sjogren's and it's not fun. And so my advice is even if you do not have a diagnosis and if you have the symptoms, there is something brewing inside you. So start taking action now. I love that. And yeah. and I completely agree. You know, when by the time you reach dry eye, it, it's a sign of systemic inflammation. Right. Forget the diagnosis. Like mm-hmm. what's that's, I don't know, let's get to yeah. the root, root causes of what's driving that inflammation and turn it around. 100%. And then this inflammation also takes a lot of years to actually set in. So when you're actually seeing those dry eyes show up, that means that there's always some, that there's already something setting inside your, for your body that you need to take care of. So don't wait, start taking action. I love that. Don't yeah. wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not avoid? Yeah, yeah let, let's just avoid yeah. the turn it around now, which is, is 
Brilliant. I wish that I had had those examples that you had and and said, Mm -hmm. you know, no way when I was diagnosed. (laughs) But it just goes to show it really doesn't matter whether you don't have a diagnosis, Mm -hmm. you're newly diagnosed, you're 11 years into decline like I was. It's it's never too late and it's it's also never too early. (laughs) 100%. That's true. So for me, my inspiration was my mom. So I knew that I could do that. But there are many other people who can do it even after 10 years of being, you know, into an autoimmune disorder. It might be slow, but then the body is designed to self-heal. So it will still do the healing. So the healing will happen. You know, you just have to start and you have to have that mindset that, yes, my body can heal. Because that is when the healing will start inside of us. And, you know, quickly, I'll just talk about the placebo effect, which is so undermined in the entire medical community and and the entire scientific community as well. But my question is, to, you know, to everyone, if our mind has the capability of healing the body just by thinking that this something that we're taking can heal us, then why not just use the capability of the mind instead of the drugs and the medication? Yeah. And mindset is so important to healing. Mm-hmm. It really is. This 100%. Amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've already given us lots of you know, really effective tidbits, but listeners know I always ask at the end for one mm-hmm. step listeners can take starting today to improve their health. Yeah, the one step is, I'll, I'll give you two steps, actually. <laughs> so one is get into any mindfulness practice that you like. It can be, you know, like a Qigong or like a yoga or what is that other thing? I keep forgetting the name. Tai Chi, sorry. Yes. Any any mindfulness practice is going to put your body in a parasympathetic nervous system mode. And that is why, you know, the importance of mindfulness is so important. So that is one tip. Uh, and then don't do it just like a day or two or like a week and say nothing is happening. Have the patience and give, give your body the grace to, you know, experience it for about a month and then see what happens because changes will start happening. I personally know many people who have just turned around their their you know health just by doing yoga, you know. So not Amazing. guaranteeing that this will happen for everyone, but then there's, it's worth a try. And if not, if even if your disease doesn't go away, it will still help your body. So don't give up on it. Do it. All right. So that's the first step. And the second step is start eating organic food. I know it's expensive, but wherever you can. And and if you can go to the local farmer's market and get the seasonal and local food, the food that's even better because you don't want the glyophosate. And that's a huge topic, which I can, again, talk on for another hour, but I won't. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the gly, glyphosate is a chemical which completely disrupts the gut health. It works as a toxin that the body cannot digest. And then it starts attacking the, you know, itself because thinking that that is a part of the, that is a foreign body and it just, in an attempt to remove it, it starts attacking itself. So, the, so now just just changing your food can bring huge, huge, huge difference in the health as well. Awesome. I know most most people have a tough time with just one. <laughs> so, <laughs> two two works. Two two works. Yeah. So yeah, I just I've, wanted to. Yeah, I just what I wanted to say was just this glyphosate. You know, just remove that as much as possible from your diet and. To do that, you have to go to organic food, unfortunately. That's just how it is. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. In this country, especially in the U.S. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So before we wrap up, for people that listen on the go, where is the best place for them to find you? 
So I am on Instagram. My handle is Devya underscore Dhavan underscore Shogrins underscore Coach. That's a longer handle. I'm also on Facebook and LinkedIn. You can just type Divya Dhavan and you'll find me. And other than that, if, if your listeners are interested in getting a free complimentary, a complimentary health consultation call with me, then that they can also do that using the links in the bio in, in Facebook, Instagram or LinkedIn. Or they can go to my website, which is www.shogrinssolution.com. So it's Perfect. Shogrins with an S and then solutions. Shogrinssolution.com. Yeah. And I'll be happy to help them. Wonderful. Divya, thank you so much. You've given us amazing gold today. Thank you so much. I, it was such a pleasure talking to you and, you know, raising that awareness that our body has the capability to heal, you know. It absolutely does. For everyone listening, remember you can get the show notes and transcripts by visiting inspiredliving.show. I hope you had a great time and enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity. Did you enjoy this episode? Please like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to get a transcript of this and every other episode, just head on over to inspiredliving.show or click on the link in this episode's description. There, you can also find everything we discussed in this episode, including links and information about our guest. You can even send in your questions to be answered by Julie in a future episode. That's inspiredliving.show. Until next time, this is Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, helping you take your power back.